do we need an opener? Maybe we should just we stop. We do need to open. I guess. I guess we need it. It's a. It's a thing now. Well, do... I mean, some shows do just say, "Hello, this is Graham and Matt, and welcome back to the Velvet Room." Cue theme and then song. They play the, and then they play the theme song. That's a little boring, don't you think? Well. Uh, oh, I, I got. Mean, I got. No, I, I read a good joke on Reddit earlier oh, this no. week, and I told it at work, and nobody liked it. And so I'm wondering if you'll like it. Okay. <laughs> How do you think the unthinkable? Not sure. <laughs> With an iceberg. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's an opener right there. Oh, that's an icebreaker. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. <laughs> Why did we do this? Why did we do it? Uh Welcome to the Velvet Room Review, uh, where we talk about video games every once in a while. Um, I'm here with my good friend, Graham. Hello. Uh, my name is Matt. And Graham, this uh, week, we played Rhyme uh, from 2017, recently uh, put on PlayStation Plus for free. What did you think of Rhyme? It was... It was very much a mixed bag for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was, I'll be honest, like I, it was a bit of a slog to get through. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it was only like a four or five hour game, but I felt like there was, I know, we can get into more detail later, but the beginning and the end were really good and strong, and then the middle was really boring. Yeah, like... My every every level of this game kind of changed my thought on it, and I don't I didn't like the game, and I don't know if that was because I came in with expectations of what it was gonna be like, but um like the first the first level when you're on the first island, I actually quite enjoyed that. I'm like oh this is this is fun. I like the art. It looks kind of like Wind Waker. Um, reminds me a bit of The Witness, just a little bit. And I'm walking around and I'm doing the puzzles, and I'm thinking to myself, this would be a great game for like my four-year-old nephew to play. I bet he would really love this because like the animals are really cute and the puzzles aren't too hard, but it's all about exploration. And then you beat the first level, and it's like, oh, that that whole island kind of went by pretty quick. And then it drops you into the second level, which was just Ugh, it was terrible. I I didn't like it at all. Uh, with the bird. Yeah, that was it, that was probably my least favorite level. Yeah, because it went from like, oh, this is a this is an, I quote, I use air quotes here, open world puzzle game, where you run around and you do puzzles here or there, to like, oh no, this is just like you got to go over there, but you can't go, the way you can't go in the timing you want, because this bird's gonna come and kill you. Like, it totally stifled any sense of exploration, because now you had something to fear or run away from. So it just slowed down your progress. It made yeah, it, it was... made it made exploring a hassle. 
Yeah. And I think the sorry. moment that I, sorry, it's fine. Yeah, you go um, ahead. You go ahead. The moment that I stopped enjoying the game was about halfway through the first island, um, because like I, I shared a very much similar view of you is that like I really enjoyed the first bit with the art and the music and there was the light exploration I thought oh it's like a Zelda meets the witness kind of thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then once it got past the part where you had to do your objectives in any order and it was very linear mm -hmm. it it really like I would try to explore and the game would be like there's nothing here and that that really kind of made the game boring for me because I couldn't there was no sense of exploration. I would agree. I would call this game boring. <laughs> and and it's it's too bad because like I wanted I wanted to like this game. And and maybe I think it I think I did come in with expectations of what it was gonna be like. Um but it I guess it has an interesting story if it wasn't so blatant about it. Mm. Um, like for example, I compare this game to a game that came out a few years ago, a few years ago, called um, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I don't know if you've ever played it. I haven't. No. Okay, so it's 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 more like an Edith Finchie game, where you it's like a walking sim basically. Um, but in this game, you're kind of dropped into this world, and this boy's missing, and you're like this detective, and you're going along, and you're you're looking at these weird things that are happening about his family, yada yada. But as you're going through, like you're getting achievements, or whatever. Okay, and the achievements are like depression, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and at the very end of the game, it's revealed that you know the kid's dying, and the the detective is. Um, a figment of, or it, it's him trying to come to terms with his death. And I really like that because I didn't realize the connection with like the trophy names until after I had played and I went back to the trophy list and like, oh, it was right there in front of me. So, but this game, the very first trophy you get is after the first island. It says, leave denial behind. And I'm like, oh, okay, the kid's dead. And, oh. and like, it, it was, it was so, it wasn't subtle. I don't know. It's just like everything that Rhyme did, another game did better. You know, um, puzzles. Well, The Witness was better than this. Um, telling a story. Well, Ethan Carter was better than this. Um, I mean, the art is okay. Um, there, there's just not. There's just nothing good about it. Like nothing that stands out from the rest of the crowd. I would say the music is very good. Uh. Yeah, I guess like, so. I've I've been listening to the score lately, and I'm, oh, okay. it's that's probably the part of the game that I enjoyed the most. Is the score. I mean, yeah, like I, I like I did a second playthrough to get all the collectibles and get all the trophies, and I enjoyed my second collectible or a second run through more than my first, because I was just <laughs> running around and actually getting to see everything that they had put in there, and there's actually quite a a lot of like hidden areas but you never get to see them or any of the things that are there because the game is so linear right like uh, i mean and there's no 
and there's no story really outside the main story like there's um a kind of subplot with collectibles a bit but it's very vague um like i don't know if you found any of the keyhole keyholes in the game i found maybe half of them okay um but that tells a little bit of a story but uh it's very ambiguous and doesn't really tell you much um there's the white shade i don't know if you found the white shade in every level the white shade yeah in each level there's a white shade that you can like approach and, and interact with okay and if you find the white shade and all the levels at the end of the game when the dad hugs the son the mom also is there and hugs hugs the father because the mom passed away mm-hmm. so the, the white the white shade is your mother kind of like walking you along the journey almost okay but what doesn't make sense to me is that you know in Ethan Carter it was the the game's a figment of the boy's imagination basically yeah because he's he's dying and that this is his process but in 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 the game in in rhyme it's like is it the dad's imagination or is it the kid's imagination it or, almost seems like a bit of a combination or is it the afterlife <laughs> it's rather um ambiguous because like i mean i think it, i think it's a it's a really neat concept i like the concept for the game you know the idea that you're going through the stages of of grief really um but the if if we're doing that then like number five acceptance the boy never really accepts that he's dead like he never it's never because there's like flashbacks and stuff to what actually happened and how he died but we don't know if the boy's seeing that or if we're just seeing that so like does the boy ever realize that he's dead you know what i mean yeah, and like it confused me because sometimes it would show the exact same scene, but the father was in place of the boy. Like especially like there are the the scenes between levels where you see the boy on the boat, right, in the storm. And sometimes it's the boy going overboard, and sometimes it's the mother going overboard, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the boy trying to save them, and sometimes it's the father, and it. Uh, it really didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it was very poorly handled. Like, I think it could have been dealt with, like, I think the game could have not even included any of that, of, of like, the ambigu- ambiguity of, is it the boy falling off the boat? If all those cutscenes weren't in there, the game wouldn't be any worse. You know what I mean? Like, no. it would just be about, about this boy dying. And it's almost, like, a little bit touching. Because at the end, you see... One thing I do like is in the end like you see all of the items you kind of see in the in the on the island like the boat you see you see all the if you collect all the toys all the toys are in the boys room yeah. and like you can see like okay the boy is using his you know his mind is is creating these places um but if with this ambiguity of like it's the dad that's dead no really it's the son that's dead it was like I just I don't understand the reasoning for it. It makes me kind of wonder at what point the intention of having it go through the stages of grief was put into the game, or whether the game was built around that theme. 
I, I have to imagine it's built around it. Or, you know what? It might not be. Because, you know what? None of the stages really make sense with what they're supposed to represent. To a point. I, like, the first one, Denial. Where is Denial in the first level? It's nothing's... Not, everything's right with the world. Is that uh, is that what you got from it? Yeah, so, like, if I go through it, so, like, first one was everything's kind of right with the world. The second one was the bird, wasn't it? And that was anger? Yeah, that was anger. I mean, that makes kind of sense. It's a desert. It's hot. It's, um... Bargaining. What comes after that? Bargaining. Bargaining. That was the forest, right? Yeah, with the sentinels. Yeah. So I can see that with, like, the looping and the twisting and the going keep on returning to the same place okay and then depre- depression i feel was the only one that was done well because yeah. it was like the atmosphere fit depression and you and you start to lose the things that you care about but yeah. for me like denial didn't make any sense um i i just didn't get that feeling at all uh, uh, from that island, like denial is like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I can kind of see your point, of like, oh, the world's just fine and dandy, but like, it would have been that would have been okay if like, maybe you could interact with your dad and your mom on that island, right? If they mm-hmm. were there, like the the figure in the red cloak is there, and and we're led to believe that that's your father, but you can't interact with him. If you could interact with him, that would be interesting. Because it's like, okay, you're denying that you're separated until you move forward and realize that you know you are. Anger, okay, it's a little on the nose, I guess, but like the bird's angry at you. Not not you're angry at yourself, the bird's just angry at you. Bar- bargaining to me was like, I mean, you sort of help the sentinel out, but like a bargain is I'm going to do this for you and you're going to do this for me. Where in like the level you just build the sentinel and the sentinel does what it wants. I mean, yeah, you you do have you help it out and then it kind of helps you out. Um, which, if we think about it that way, is actually not the greatest image because you can't bargain with grief. But uh, yeah, I I I don't know. I just felt like. I think actually you might have an interesting point there if it, it was added afterwards or beforehand. But I I don't know. I'm just maybe this game has left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. No, yeah. it it really felt it felt like it had ambitions, but then they didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um the first trailer for this game was released in 2013. Yeah, it's had a long development cycle. And I and I took a look at that video before we started the podcast, and uh, it was mostly all the first island, and then they did tease the Sentinel a little bit, um, which makes which makes sense. But no bird stuff. Um, it, it looked a little different. I mean, it's it's surprising the length of development it took for such a small game. Yeah, I mean, game dev is hard, but I know it's had it had a rather protracted like cycle. Like it took longer than they anticipated. Yeah, 
And that maybe that's. I, don't I mean, know. that could have been part of it. They might have lost vision partway through. I, I have to imagine they have they they did, because like one thing that could have made the game better, which a lot of these types of games do, is put other stuff in the levels other than the puzzles. Like there is no, there's nothing outside the first. I mean, the first island there's like animals that you can kind of interact with. But outside that, there's like nothing interesting to go look for. Everything, yeah. everything is just kind of thrown your way. And and you're right, it's completely linear. There's no little sub path to go off on where you learn about, um, you know, this baby sentinel who got lost or whatever. You know what I mean? Like brothers, brothers had lots of that. Brothers did that really well. You know, there's lots of different things you could just walk right by. But if you took the time to sit there and interact with them, you get this short little story. That made you like sit back and think. Rhyme, none of that. Yeah. It's it's funny. Um, I, I'm on the Wikipedia page here, and IGN gave it a score of six out of five. Um, and it six said Ryan, uh, six sorry, six point five out of ten. Yeah, thank okay. you. And they say here, Rhyme is a gorgeous, melancholy adventurer of a lone wanderer, uh, but just under that layer of beautiful art. Mysterious locations and wonderful music is a game with very few new ideas. Uh, instead, all, almost all of its puzzles are shallow and ultimately uninteresting versions of things we've seen and done in other better games. And then the next, the next line down, the game was nominated for best puzzle game at IGN's Best of 2017 awards. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But I mean, I, I think they have it. They have it right there. Like, there's nothing that this game does. That wasn't done better elsewhere. Yeah, like The Witness or Zelda um, or even Journey. Like, mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of Journey vibes. Have you played Journey? Uh, a little bit. Um, I, I recently played earlier this year a game called Ico. Oh, okay. Um, which I don't know if you're familiar with. I've heard and seen some footage of it. It's, it's fairly similar, but the gimmick in Ico is you have to guide um, this other character along along the puzzles so it's it's a lot of puzzles there's a little bit of combat but i quite liked it and it was a story similar well not similar but it was a story told with very few cinematics or dialogue i think there's only like three cinematics in the whole game Mm -hmm. and it was it was interesting it was it was emotional like i emotionally invested in the characters and this the most emotion i felt is when the the sentinel cries over its dead friend yeah that was about it. But then... So even when the Sentinel, like, the final Sentinel sacrifices itself, that was... That was kind of touching. Um, a little, I guess. Yeah, because the kid doesn't want to let go. But... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and when the fox... Like, I like the fox. The fo- my fox the fox is my favorite thing in the whole game. Oh, okay. Yeah. It reminds me of my daughter's fox. She's got a little fox puppet. So we just have a, a soft spot for foxes. Okay. But it was a um, cute. I, it was cute. Yeah. Um, I I quite enjoyed the Sentinels, um, like especially the. I don't know. I grew kind of attached to the Sentinel, the eyeball dude. I call them. Yeah, they um, they were they were a cool design. I liked them. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mind the third third level too much, um, but. The second level really left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. And and by the end of it, I was glad it was over. <laughs> like, the whole game. 
you know yeah i i, I was yeah it's just it like i have just a bunch of questions about you know you could, where are we you know is it the afterlife because other because there are like other shades and spirits and things so if it's the afterlife that makes a bit of sense but like if it's not then why are they there and i don't know maybe i'm th maybe i'm trying to take too much out of it but as a narrative it kind of falls flat the puzzles kind of fall flat as well i don't know i didn't think they were anything terribly easy but nothing terribly difficult either yeah no, the puzzles, I got stumped for, like, a couple minutes on the one where you have to turn the pillar of the boat, like, the mast of the boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was tough. Before you well, really... I got, yeah. I got stuck on it for a while before I had to look up on YouTube that you could just run past the bird. Yep. <laughs> and that did not occur to me in the slightest because I was like, oh, this is an automatic trigger. And when I get close, it's going to blow me off. And so I had I made an assumption that it was that was not the way to solve the puzzle. Mm. And so at that point I I couldn't progress any further, so I had to look it up. Yeah, and and they do they do a couple cool things with like um the percept or the the path of light and blocking off certain light sources uh, and the perceptions, but one like one feature they didn't utilize a lot i found which i wish they kind of would have was like the where you can change from day to night and yeah. i thought it would be really interesting like what if they had for for one of the levels like you could switch from day to night and when you did that different things happened so you were kind of constantly having to switch between day and night to f figure out to progress through the puzzles there were a lot of puzzles with potential like that mm -hmm. but instead we get oh hide under this building for three seconds and then run for 10 seconds and then hide again and then run yeah. again. And they even did puzzles that were only really there for one or two times, like being able to pick up the food and throw it. And then the pigs would crash through the gates or the, the thorns. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. That might've been done twice in the whole game. And that's actually kind of confusing because like, um, like those thorns are the same thorns you run into with the sentinels, but like, if the if if they're using the same assets, wouldn't that naturally wouldn't you naturally think like, oh, I need to find some some boars or something to break these th these brambles with? You yeah, I mean? they've already created that connection. Right now they're changing the connection, and so so it's just they're just reusing the assets to create a barrier, right? Rather than like making a new asset to you know, maybe like I don't know, a gate, a fence, anything that the sentinel could just break through. But we've already, you know, created the branches. So let's just throw them in there. Well, but they even later on they have a breakable wall that the sentinel breaks through. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't so. know. It's just yeah. I mean, I got it for free, so I'm not that mad. <laughs> yeah, no, but it. It's still something you kind of you wish it had been more. Like um, 
I guess one thing that kind of stuck out to me was that I didn't realize that I was going through the stages of grief until after the game and I looked in the level select menu. Mm-hmm. And that made me wonder, okay, if I didn't see this through going through the game, then what was the point? Like, did it, mm. if it didn't actually convey its meaning, was it useful as a tool? That's interesting. Because I had, I mean, I had that same thing with Ethan, uh, Ethan Carter, where I didn't realize, like, the reveal at the end is that the boy's dead. But I, it wasn't until I looked back at the trophy descriptions where it, like, it, it was revealed to me. So it's actually kind of interesting, because to me that felt like, wow, that, they did they did such a great job doing it very subtly. Because I was, I had already enjoyed the game enough where I didn't, I don't know if that was, like, the perp. I don't think the purpose was for me to get it, to understand it. It was to experience it, right? And mm-hmm. it was, it was, I guess, more like the mystery of this. But in rhyme, I guess that's trying. That's kind of what they were going for. Like the, the big moral at the end of the the story is that the the dad le- accepts the loss of his son. But, I, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at my notes. I think I really, my just general idea was I really liked the beginning, mm-hmm. but then it felt like it there was no freedom. Um, yeah, and just the monotony. Yeah, it just felt like work. It did. It did kind of feel like work, which was not exactly the feeling that you want your video game to have unless of course you're making something like papers please yeah and i mean i don't i don't want to be too too critical like obviously they had care for the game um i mean the game is beautiful um and it it is fun to walk around on that first island and kind of experience everything and it's got this cutesy art style to it um the music's decent, um, but there's just not much to stay, to stick around for, and, um, and that's too bad because I, I I think people probably worked really 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 hard on this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> clearly, like you know, four for, years? for four years at least. You know, the the 2013 was the date of the trailer, but that must have been at least a year, if not more, of development time before that. Yeah. Um, to then. Uh, you know, four years later, the game finally launches. I mean, it got pretty good reviews. I mean, uh, on PS4, it got 80. Xbox One, 82 out of 100. It's kind of actually all over the place. but Metacritic? Metacritic. Um, I just Metacritic lumps them by uh, by console. or, or, or uh, So the, the Switch version got 64 out of 100. The PC got 78 out of 100. So I mean, PC, X, PC, PS4, and Xbox One all pretty high. Switch is low, but there's a reason for that, and that is it was priced at ten dollars higher. Yikes! How much? How much was it priced for? Well, I think it's like a forty dollar game, so it was priced at fifty dollars. No, you're kidding me. People, I'm pretty sure that's the price. I gotta look this up. Do not, do not spend forty dollars. It is $40. That's nuts. That is crazy. 
if I had paid forty dollars for this. Yeah, it's. Oh, this is great. Oh, okay. Listen to this, Graham. I'm reading through the PlayStation Store post. Explore. Discover the mysterious island at your own pace. Interact with wildlife. Search for hidden items or simply take in the sights and sounds. That only applies to the first level. That's like it, it really makes me feel like they put a lot of effort into the first level. Yeah. Like the first level feels the most developed to me. The first and maybe the last level feel the most developed and like this fully one, put together. This one here says make your way through the ancient ruins and its hidden marvels by solving puzzles with sound, light, and shadow projection, perspective, platforming, and even time manipulation. Did we ever manipulate time? Well, it was the day-night thing. I guess so. But that was more with just the light, I guess. I don't know. Like, again, it's just... I, I'm looking at these photos. It's it's such a beautiful game, and I just wish they would have done more with just the first island. Like, if they, if they had made the island bigger, and it was more like The Witness... If, if, if the game was like, go around and collect all these statues and come back to this main point, like, you know, like the first puzzle was, mm -hmm. but then the puzzles all got harder, or each each statue had its own little puzzle, very similar to The Witness, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot. But, but leaving the first island, going to the second was super jarring, because I wasn't expecting it at all, and... It was kind of... I just, like, I wanted to go back to the way things were. Mm hmm But how did you find the, the the platforming aspects? Um, I mean, it was, like, uncharted light. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to it. I did like how you couldn't just accidentally run off and jump or, like, run off a platform. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um... Did you ever, like, run into a wall and then, like, fall flat on your, on your back? Oh, my goodness, a couple times. All the time. And, like, the first time, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Like, I, I hit the wall and I fell. But then I was, like, I'd be, like, trying to curve up the stairs. And they'd just be like, oh, no, you hit the wall. And then knock me back down, even though, like, the hit detection was off. Mm. I found, I found, and a lot of games have this problem. When you're, like, hanging on a wall, but you need to look back to jump on jump to the wall behind you i found that just never worked properly like i would be pulling i would pull like the stick back oops i hit my mic pulling the stick back to jump back and he just would sit there yeah it's a challenge of which direction you're supposed to push the stick mm -hmm. i actually had that by accident i got a trophy where the bird's chasing you Oh, and I mean, yeah. You run right into him. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I was holding the stick in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I got a trophy. It was like, hey, you ran the wrong way. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But do not spend $40 on this game. I can't I, imagine spending $50. I can't recommend that, unfortunately. I mean, I think 20 would be like way generous. Eh, way generous. It'd be it'd be pushing it. Fifteen twenty would probably be the appropriate range for an indie game, really? Like maybe twenty five. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's still a lot. 
it's like the it's like the whole Firewatch thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, how much was Firewatch when it came out? I think it's twenty five Canadian. Yeah. Twenty twenty five. And people but, uh, were really upset. I think Firewatch but Firewatch has more to offer than Rhyme does. Mm-hmm. There's more to do in Firewatch and more to see and and you couldn't you can actually take it at your own pace. You can sit there and just relax in the world. And 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 with with Firewatch like I mean there's there's characters, there's dialogue, there's interaction. You get emotionally invested. In this game there's there's no emotional investment. So, not that that has anything to do with the dollar value, but no, but it does affect the kind of experience. It affects the experience yeah. for certain. So, I, 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 I can't believe they're trying to sell it forty bucks. What, what were sales like? I'm not sure. That's doesn't, actually a good question. It doesn't tell me. Well, at least not on the Wikipedia page. I, I just, I, I'm surprised. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just that kind of blew me away. <laughs> Let me see. Rhyme sales. But. And again, yeah. like I guess it's, I get it. They're trying to. It probably cost a lot to make. I mean, four years. Oh boy. <laughs> but. Uh, and games like The Witness was a for The Witness is a forty dollar game. But. Yeah, but The Witness. Yeah, but The Witness. The Witness has has content like lots and lots of things to do. Yeah. It's, it's it's $40 is a lot for a relatively short experience. Relatively mm-hmm. short and in our opinion at least not terribly meaningful experience. Mhm. It's which is a difficult concept when we equate dollar value to experiences, but there are kind of standardized things. Like you think a movie ticket like I know this is the old video game movie argument, but a movie ticket is fifteen bucks, um, and you know that you're getting a two-hour experience. That the the content of it may vary, um, and the quality of it may vary, but you know that you're getting so much content. Mm-hmm. It's video games are a wildly different thing where you could spend. 80 bucks on a 6 to 12 hour campaign and then like multiplayer kind of thing or you could spend 10 bucks for a 100 hour indie RPG and I think I think games probably price more alongside the brand than they do anything else like I think a, you know a Call of Duty game can, can charge 80 bucks because they know people are going to are going to pay for that, you know? But, I mean, this game, it seems like it was just priced because it took so long to make. But, the, I mean, the, there's the content's not there. It's just not there to, to justify that price. I mean, I bought Persona 4 for less than that, and I felt like that game was probably underpriced, even though it was a remake. Yeah, it was... It's a difficult, um, difficult discussion. Yeah, it it is. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's not easy. 
and and I'm wondering if um whoever their publisher was uh you know tried to up that price point to kind of recoup on their investment a little bit because that's a lot <laughs> but again it's you know I, I think it's fair to say at least a five year development cycle at least mm-hmm. um which is a lot <laughs> i mean you know most most modern games it's two years i mean maybe against their three own benefit years. well okay. yeah you'd be well like an assassin's creed game takes about three years to make hmm. when like in the call of duty those are on three year cycles i believe yeah, it's uh, it's just, and that's I mean that's expensive. That is really expensive, but mm-hmm. again, the it's different. Like it's like if you went into the movie theater and you paid twelve dollars, and and you watched an episode of like Brooklyn Nine Nine, for twenty one minutes, you'd be kind of ticked about that, you know? I mean, it yeah. might it might be good enough, but <laughs> what if it wasn't good? You know, what if it was crap, <laughs> or you know, just okay, like. I guess in terms of money as as an evaluation of risk, mm-hmm. it's definitely not. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's the right balance. No, no. And and I think. I mean, it has to like. I also think about it, it's got to compete against other games that are similar to it, right? So if, for example, if Edith Finch is is offering you know twenty seven bucks, it's you know Edith, Edith Finch is shorter than this game. But get you Finch. You know, you know, make that purchase rather than this purchase. Yeah, and Edith Finch has it'll like stick with you. Or even Journey. Journey is like mm-hmm. twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's about a hour two hour experience, like same as Edith Finch. Um but it's it's something that sticks with you. At least for me, and for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, Graham, I'm going to have to give this game um, a Fox rating. A Fox? I don't know, that's appropriate. It is appropriate because, I mean, the Fox was there and it was, it, I didn't know what it wanted me to do all the time. So I think this I think this game fits into that well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. The, the Fox is like, you just, it didn't really feel necessary. Yeah, yeah. It's the lowest of the low it can go. Yeah, I was thinking that I don't, I don't think it deserves like an Adachi, um, <laughs> like it's, like it's, a villain. It's no King right? Moron. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely just more of a a fox because, yeah, that I agree with fox. Yeah. I would not, you know, I would not. Uh, go on a motorcycle ride with this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's too bad. It's the first game that we played that we didn't like. Yeah. So that's uh, that's something. So it's important to play games that we don't necessarily like, and it's good that we're able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't terrible. I'll give it that much. It it didn't. It didn't. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. And um. Yeah, it, it's just too bad. It's a shame. 
-hmm. Yeah. No more to be said. Enough said. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we appreciate uh, you checking us out once again. Please uh, go ahead and subscribe on Google Play and iTunes if you like the show. Um, we're on Facebook if you'd like to send us a message on there with maybe some game suggestions or general comments. We'd really appreciate it, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.